Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to this at-home online experience. Hey, I'm so excited that you've joined us today. Hey, before we even get started, let me go ahead and encourage you to click those share buttons, and I would highly recommend, if you're watching us on Facebook right now, to even start a watch party. It will send a notification to all your Facebook friends and give them a heads up to uh, jump into the watch party so they can be a part of this worship experience. Hey, the more shares, the more opportunities that we have to engage, the more hope that we're able to share with people who desperately need to hear the hope and the uh, the answers that they're facing in their lives through Jesus Christ. Another thing too, man, it just helps me out to know that you're engaged. So I want to hear from you. Uh, give us some comments. Uh, also, you can share prayer requests. Also, share questions you have. Uh, at the end of the service today, I invite you to join my wife, Michelle, and I. We're going to be having a live Q&A on our Rethink Life Church Facebook page. So you can uh, ask us questions about today's message or uh, maybe some comments or things that you want to share. Hey, we want to just engage. We want to uh, kind of do life together for a few minutes. We want to take that opportunity to pray with you as well. And by the way, we would love to hear from you as far as prayer requ requests that you have. So just simply text that number there on the screen. Just put prayer request or pray for me. It will shoot you back a form. And that will be our way of learning more specifically of ways that we can pray with you or pray for other people that um, that maybe is heavy on your heart. We believe in the power of prayer. So the more uh, people are praying, I believe, listen, God is going to move on our behalf. So let me encourage you to do that. But hey, give God some some uh, some shout outs today. So engage. In other words, uh, man, click those little emoji hearts, man, send up some thumbs up. You know, that's kind of your way of saying, hey, keep up, keep up the good work or amen. And so it's just a great way for us to be able to leverage and utilize technology in an engaging an interactive way. Well, today we're beginning with part two of a series that we started last week called How, How to Get Through What You're Going Through. And today I want to continue with this series, and I really want to begin by asking you a question. And here's the question. You ready for this? Do you feel like in many ways over the last seven weeks, you've been kind of in a holding pattern, pattern, almost like you're sitting in a waiting room at a doctor's office? You know what I'm saying? You're just kind of waiting to see what's going to happen next. All the uncertainty, all of the speculation, all the what if scenarios. And we're all just kind of just like waiting for this whole thing to be over. And I know for a lot of us, we're waiting on different things. For, for some of you, again, you're just waiting for this coronavirus to be done, to be nipped in the bud, to be literally out of our lives once and for all. Can I get an amen? For others of us, maybe perhaps you're waiting um, maybe for that SBA loan, you know, to, to come through or to be approved. You know, you've just been kind of in that holding pattern. Maybe as a small business owner, you're waiting for those funds to be released. Others of you, maybe you're students and you are waiting for school to be out. You may be parents. You're trying to figure out all this technology with online school. And you're like, I am counting down the minutes for summer to get here. I want school to be over. Others of you, maybe you're in that season right now of 
just kind of waiting on a medical report. Maybe you've been going through some testing and you're waiting for those test results. Others of you, perhaps maybe uh, like me, hey, we're waiting on sports to return. Can I get an amen? Maybe you're watching the pro draft, the NFL draft the other night. We're all just like waiting to kind of get back to some normal activities and entertainment and things that we all enjoy doing. Some of you, maybe you're single and guess what? You're waiting for Mr. Right or Mrs. Right to walk into your life. You know what? We're all waiting on something. But here is the question. The question is, how do you get through what you're going through when you feel like you're in the waiting room of life? Well, guess what? I believe the answer to that question is found in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. In fact, if you have your Bibles, you can open it up. If you have your cell phone, you can uh, maybe just turn on your Bible app there. Isaiah 40, verse 31. This is a very popular verse of scripture. Some of you may even have it memorized. You maybe have um, you know, grown familiar with it. Maybe you've heard songs that have been sung about it. But the truth of the matter is, there is a lot packed into one verse of scripture. And I really do believe it answers the question of what we can do as we're waiting to get through what we're going through. Now, I want to read this verse of scripture to you, but to give you a little context, here's the thing you need to understand. The people of Israel, who the prophet of Isaiah is referring to, the Jews, who had been living in captivity for some 70 years in a place known as Babylon, okay? Today, that place known as Babylon is called Iraq. That's what it's referred to as today. So have you ever seen Iraq on the map? Well, that was the biblical Babylon. So here the Jews had been taken from their homeland there in Israel, there in Jerusalem. They had literally been taken captive, taken um to the uh, place known as Babylon, and they had been held in captivity and exile for some 70 years. Talk about some serious quarantine. Man, can you imagine being quarantined for 70 years? And so here they are finally getting released, and they've been given permission now to return back home to their homeland, specifically to return back to, to, to Jerusalem, and therefore they were going to need all of the help they could get. In other words, they needed God's strength. They needed God's power to help them. The reason why is because it was a 700 mile walk, okay, from Babylon to Jerusalem. And here's what Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible version. It says these words, those who wait for the government, no, I'm just teasing, okay? No, we're not waiting on the government, all right? No, it says, those who wait for who? For the Lord will gain what? New strength. The secret to getting new strength in your life, you ready for this? Is to learn how to wait upon the Lord. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles, they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Now keep this in mind, 700 miles from Babylon to Jerusalem. Now I did a little research. I thought this was pretty fascinating. It's approximately 700 miles from the city of Orlando to New Orleans, 
Louisiana. So therefore, if you were to walk from New Orleans, excuse me, if you were to walk from Orlando to New Orleans, Louisiana, you ready for this? The average human walks at a pace of about three to four miles per hour. So therefore, if you were to walk from Orlando to New Orleans, Louisiana, at a speed of four miles per hour, and you literally walked without any stops, okay? You walk 24 hours a day, nonstop, at a speed of four miles per hour, it would take you seven full days to get from Orlando to New Orleans. However, if you were to give yourself a little break and you were to actually only walk 12 hours per day at a speed of four miles per hour, it would take you approximately two weeks to get from Orlando to New Orleans. Now that kind of puts it into perspective because the people of Israel were walking back home from Babylon to Jerusalem. They had to brave the elements. Think about all that they had to endure. Hundreds of thousands of people physically walking from Babylon to Jerusalem, some 700 miles. They needed God's strength to be activated in their life. And that's the reason why the prophet Isaiah was speaking, if you will, in such a way to remind them that as they pursued their new beginnings, as they pursued their destiny, as they were getting ready to go back home and start over, guess what? They needed to practice and to understand what it meant to wait upon the Lord. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to unpack that verse and specifically the word wait. Because when you unlock that one word, the word wait, it literally is the key that opens up the power and the strength of Almighty God that renews our strength so that we can run through life without getting tired and worn out and exhausted, and we can walk through the difficulties of life so that we don't quit and throw in the towel. So here's the thing we need to understand. There are two meanings to the word wait. The Hebrew word is defined um, in the literal translation like this. It is to bind together like a cord or the twisting of strands of rope. Now I have with me kind of a sample of what I'm talking about. There is a single strand here of rope. Now this single strand of rope is not very thick and it's somewhat strong but it's not strong enough to carry the load, if you will, or to hold up the load of something that is extremely heavy. However, if you were to take this single strand of rope and you were to twist it and weave it together with other strands of rope, here's what happens. It suddenly becomes thicker, it suddenly becomes stronger, and as it becomes taunt, guess what? Now it becomes even stronger to be able to hold up large amounts of weight. So that is the literal translation of that word weight there in Hebrew. But there's also a figurative translation for the word weight in Hebrew. And here's what it means. It simply means an eager expectation or anticipation. 
It's kind of like children on Christmas morning that are waiting there at the Christmas tree and they're waiting for mom and dad. They are eagerly anticipating and expecting mom and dad to come into the room to give them to give them permission to do what? To open up the presents. Why? Because it's Christmas day. And that is exactly what the prophet Isaiah was speaking of when he talked about waiting on the Lord. So what does all that really mean to us that will help us get through what we're going through when we're in the waiting seasons of life? And here's what that means. What that means is, is that we cannot go through what we're going through like a single strand of rope. In other words, we can't hold too much weight of, you know, burdens on our own. However, here's the key. When we wait upon the Lord with eager anticipation, we're not waiting idly or passively, but we're waiting with eager expectation. And here's what we're doing. We are allowing the attributes of God to be woven into every area of our lives. And when we do that, we are exchanging our strength for God's strength. And therefore, God's power and God's strength makes us stronger so that he can help us carry the load that we do not have the strength to carry on our own. Some of you right now who are listening to me, you're carrying tremendous loads of weight. That's why you're having a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. That's why there's a lot of fear because of all the uncertainty about what's going on in your future. All the unknowns that we can't control. We do not know what tomorrow holds, but listen, we know who holds tomorrow. So what I want to encourage you with today is this. What you've got to do is you've got to allow the attributes of God, okay, to become strong in your areas of weakness. In other words, you've got to let God to, to be able to strengthen you so that his power and his strength, you ready for this? will help you mount up like the wings of an eagle. I read this past week that bald eagles have a wingspan of up to seven and a half feet. That's amazing to me. Those beautiful creatures as they suddenly flap those wings and what does it do? It elevates them, it lifts them, it mounts them up. They're able to literally soar high above everything beneath them. And that's exactly what we do when we exchange our strength for God's strength. Guess what we get in return? We get renewed strength. And God's renewed strength, you know what it does? It strengthens us to the point to where we are now able to rise above. His strength now elevates us and we're able to soar above the circumstances and the situations that the enemy wants to use to defeat us and to discourage us. Here's what I know to be true. What I know to be true is this. Our temporary trials, okay? Our temporary trials will either derail our destiny or propel our destiny. And I think it's so important that when it comes to understanding the power of waiting on the Lord, that very thing is the key to unlocking God's power that renews our strength and literally lifts us to rise above 
what we're going through. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some practical application. And so if you have something to write with, I love to use acronyms or acrostics. They're just easy to remember. You can put this, you know, in a handy place to serve as a visual reminder. But I want you to jot, jot down the word wait, okay, in a vertical fashion. And here's what the W stands for. It stands for write down the lessons you're learning. So in this waiting season that we're in, again, we're not waiting in an idle fashion, nor are we just passively sitting back doing nothing. No, we have that eager expectation and anticipation. We're allowing the attributes of God to be woven into every area of our life. And here's what we're doing. In this season of waiting, we're writing down what it is that God is showing us and what he's teaching us through his word. So as we read the word of God, which you need to be doing every day, listen, fill your heart, fill your mind with the truth of God's word, okay? And as you do that, here's what will happen. Remember last week, I talked about two questions. The question that we need to ask when, we, when we're going through difficult times, we need to pause, we need to ask, okay, now what? God, now what do you want me to do? God, now what are you saying to me? God, what do you want? God, now what do you want to do in me? God, now what do you want to do through me? And then the word or the question, so what? Okay, so what do I need to do next? So what do I need to become? Who do I need to become in this process of waiting and learning and growing and stretching and developing? Whatever those things are that God is saying to you and revealing to you through his word, you need to write them down. I love what Michael Hyatt said. He said, our thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass over our lips through pencil tips. And you know, the, the psalmist said it this way in Psalm 119. Verse 33, and I love this in the message paraphrase. It says, God, teach me lessons for living so that I can stay the course. Hey, do you feel like you just need direction on staying the course? Well, here's one of the keys. It is learning how to write down what it is that God is showing you in this season. Numbers 33, verse 2 says it this way. At the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record record of their progress. So throughout that whole entire season of Moses leading the people of Israel, well, guess what? He was writing down the progress of what God was teaching him and what God was showing them through the process. We needed to do the same thing in that season of waiting. We're not sitting idle or passively. No, we are moving forward in faith. We're being proactive, eagerly anticipating God to move on our behalf. But we're writing down the lessons that God is teaching us along the way. The A in the word wait stands for act as though your prayers have already been answered. That's so important. In other words, this is, listen, this is a spirit of faith. Okay, it's anticipation of God answering the prayers that we're actually praying. The other day I ordered something, and uh, if you've ever ordered anything, you know, like uh, uh, Amazon, FedEx, especially FedEx, a lot of times after you place your order, what do they do? They send you an email. It's a, it's a shipping confirmation, and they give you a tracking number. A few days later, you get another email, and here's what it typically shows you. It shows you that your package is in transit. Now, it doesn't mean you've physically received it yet. It just simply is a notification that, hey, your package is on its way. Well, I believe in many ways that's the way God answers prayer. And what you need to know is that what you're praying is you are acting in faith, as you are 
believing God to work on your behalf and you're in prayer, okay, here's what you need to be doing. You need to be acting as though God has already answered your prayer. You say, I haven't haven't received an answer to prayer yet. Well, you need to act as though God's answer to your prayer is in transit. You may not have gotten it yet, but it's on its way. I love what the scripture says in Mark 11, verse 24. Jesus said, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Listen, that's not sitting passively or idly just hoping. No, you are anticipating God to act on your behalf. He's answering your prayers. I love what Romans 4 verse 7 says, talking about Abraham. This is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because, notice, Abraham believed in God who brings dead back to life and who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. I love that. God can do the same thing for you. God can bring things that you think are dead. He can resurrect them and bring them back to life. Listen, you need to hang on to that promise and just act as though God has already answered your prayers. The I in the word wait simply stands for imitate the habits that grow strong faith. In Hebrews 6 verse 12, it says it this way. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Surround yourself by people who are godly and Christ-like and learn from those attributes in their life. Learn to imitate the good things, the Christ-like qualities. Yes, we're imitating Jesus, but God wants to use other people to model for us true Christ-likeness as well. In Philippians 4, 9, it says it this way. Paul said, keep on putting into practice all you learned from me and heard from me and saw me doing. So we need to understand that it's important that we imitate the habits of other strong believers that helps us grow strong in our own faith. Listen, I've learned that the difference between where you are and where you desire to be is often in what you know. And so what you need to do is you need to learn some new habits, or maybe you need to resurrect some habits and activate them once again in your life. And let me just give you quickly five new habits, or maybe these are some habits you need to reactivate in your life. And the first is this, write these down. And that is you need to learn to keep on praying. During this season of waiting, keep praying. Whatever you do, don't stop praying. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 7, 7. He said, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened. So in this season, listen, keep on praying. Hey, keep on seeking. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. Don't give up in prayer because there is power in prayer. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. We need the power of God at work in our lives. Man, that ought to get some thumbs up, little emojis, give some, give some shout outs, give some hearts saying, yay, God, because we need to pray and understand the importance of keep on praying. 
Number two, keep on serving. It's so important you find opportunities to serve. Now more than ever, we need to be the hands and the feet of Jesus as a church. Go onto our website, look for the opportunities that you can serve. We call it our Life Lifters team. Learn ways that we can start helping and serving the needs of the people, maybe right there next door to where you live. I heard someone once say, don't wait for something significant before you serve. Find a way to serve and make it significant. Man, that's so powerful. And listen, that's one of the ways we can grow in our faith is through prayer, through serving, but we also have to keep connecting with one another through what we call life groups. The first weekend of May, we're launching our life group season. And man, what an opportunity for you. We're still going to be using Zoom groups. And man, we have found great, listen, God is at, is at work in our life groups. And we're launching a new life group season. We invite you to hop on to those Zoom groups and be a part of that. We'll be rolling out opportunities. You can go to our website and check out more information. That's all happening starting on May the 3rd. And then the fourth thing, the fourth habit is you need to keep on giving. So keep sowing financially. Keep honoring the Lord with the tithe. Let me tell you something. If Whatever it is that you need to reap, you need to understand that you got to sow first. The Bible says that we reap what we sow. So we have to understand that whatever it is that we need in our life, we have to lead with the seed. We got to keep on giving, got to keep on sowing so that we can reap a harvest. And then the fifth fifth habit is we got to keep on believing. So listen, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't allow the enemy to defeat you and to discourage you. Listen, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't allow the enemy to rob you of your joy. You keep on believing. Listen, stand firm on the promises of God. Now, the T in the word wait simply stands for trust God and don't panic. I read something the other day that I want to read to you. It's a quote from Corey Ten Boone. Man, what an amazing um, you know testimony that her and her family had during um, the whole um, Nazi regime and, and you know just all that they had to suffer and endure. And here's what she said: When a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. Wow, I thought that was so powerful. Because listen, when we're going through the things that we're going through, well, listen, when it gets dark and we're get, we get afraid because we're uncertain about, you know, what, what's getting ready to happen or all the unknowns, we don't know, we don't know how things are going to shake out or how things are going to ultimately end up for our lives. Listen, we don't, listen, we don't jump, you know, the, off the train. We, we don't. Listen, we don't, we gotta, we gotta trust the engineer who is God in our lives. We've got to understand that God is in control, even though everything around us appears as though it's out of control. We need to put our trust in the Lord and don't panic. Listen, Bible says, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything through prayer, let our requests be made known unto God. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says it this way, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all, of you, all that you do. And notice, He will show you which path to take. Some of you right now, you need to know what path God wants you to take. The worst thing you could do is depend or lean upon your own understanding. But instead, learn to trust the Lord with all of your heart. 
In many ways, that's like waiting upon the Lord. Why? So that we can find new strength. We need God's power and strength. We need his wisdom now more than ever. And I love what the scripture says in Galatians 6, 9. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Keep doing the right thing. Listen, just find the next right thing to do and do it. Honor the Lord by doing right things that honor and please the Lord. And God is going to take care of you. So in this season of waiting, we're not sitting in an idle fashion. We're not sitting in a passive manner. But instead, here's what we're doing. We're exchanging our strength for the strength and the power of God to be woven into every area of our lives. And we're moving forward in faith. We're being proactive. And here's what we're doing. We're eagerly anticipating and expecting God to show us a way for God to open doors that no man can shut, that God will move and act on our behalf and will strengthen us so that we can be mounted up like the wings of eagles and we can soar and rise above the things that we are going through in our lives. Here's what I've learned about God's timing, and I'll close with this, and that is there's two facts. Number one, God is never in a hurry, and number two, God is never late. God's timing is perfect, and it is always right on time. And I believe God's timing is perfect. Just the fact that you are watching this, I believe there's a divine appointment that God has for you. Some of you, you needed to hear what you just heard. And some of you here today, what you need to hear is the fact that, listen, there is hope and listen, there is an opportunity for you to rediscover who God made you to be and to truly fulfill the destiny that he has for you. And that begins by establishing a relationship with Jesus Christ. So right where you are, I just want to invite you to pray this prayer. You can bow your head and close your eyes. And if you're a believer, listen, maybe you need to Renew some of these habits that we talked about. Maybe today you've been guilty of sitting passively or just in an idle manner during these seven weeks of quarantine. And you just need to say, God, forgive me. And man, just start putting, just putting your faith in motion today. Maybe for some of you that are watching, maybe you've never put your faith and trust in the person of Jesus who died for you, who came back to life for you. And he wants to change you from the inside out, inside out. And he wants to give you a new hope and a new purpose and new meaning to live for. And I want to invite you right where you are to pray this prayer in your heart after me. You can say something like this. Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sin. And Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross and you arose again. And today by faith, I invite you into my life to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, now listen, if you just prayed that prayer and you just invited Christ into your life, you just made life's greatest decision. And I believe that's by no accident. I believe that was a divine appointment that God had for you. His perfect was timing. And the fact that you prayed that prayer and invited him to be the Lord of your life. And we want to celebrate with you. So please text that number on the screen and say, hey, I prayed the prayer. I decided. Just let us know. Text that number on the screen. And uh, we want to, uh, that'll shoot you a little form. 
You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. And then I want to send you a little booklet, okay? It's a little uh, PDF you can download. And it's a book called Rethinking Life Every Day. You know, outlines the next steps in your spiritual journey, gives you a little 30-day reading plan. We'd love for you to have that. All you got to do is simply text that number there on the screen. You could also uh, say, I prayed the prayer in the comment section there in, uh, on Facebook, and we'll make sure that that all gets to you. Hey, I want you to know I love you. I'm so thankful that you joined us today. Can't wait for part three of next week, how to get through what you're going through. Share this mes message with friends and family who need to be encouraged and who need hope in their lives. I love you. Join us in a few minutes for our live Q&A on Facebook Live. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.